0: Hey everyone, it's Janella, Samantha, and Mo, and we're back with another episode of the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed for us in mind, okay? So in today's episode, we'll be talking about when you should start thinking about performance at your job. All right, y'all, we'll be diving deep into this topic, but before we do, we'd love for you to share this with your co-workers, that review, share it with your friends, and all that good stuff, okay? All right, ladies, so job performance, this is a perfect topic for me. What is job performance to either one of you? For me, job performance is how much
1: raise I'm going to get at the end of the year. <laughs> oh. Am I getting that that top percentage raise or that middle percentage raise? Yeah. How much money am I going to get? That's what job performance means to me.
2: Oh, wow. I mean, that's straight to the point. Just throwing it out there. (laughs) I'm all up in my bag. For me, job performance is more of am I meeting what they expected of me? Especially, I think job performance means something different when it's your probationary years or when you're first coming on to to the team. In those years, you want to make sure that you're exactly what they envisioned for you to be when they hired you. So you you have those meetings with your supervisor and with your teammates to make sure that you're actually meeting those expectations that they set for you.
0: I want to bounce back to Samantha. So do you look
2: all about the money? Get
0: back to the bag. It's all about the money. no. <laughs> <to> <laughs> <about> <laughs> i mean do you truly feel that percentage is based off of your performance or the company's because i feel like the company's performance is what i feel like i've heard they go off of so do you ever feel like there's a mix-up
1: well i would say there's two things right there's merit raises at least for my job there's merit raises like every year they review your job performance and they put you on a scale of one through five and they tell you like what number you're at and then we also get a bonus. And that one's based off how the company's doing. So I think there's just two different things. But yeah,
0: it's all about money and how you perform. I mean, look, girl, look, we got to live. <laughs> I love that. And then with Mo, what are those like preliminary years to you? Like, what are the... Is it two years, one year, months? Well, see, and that's why I think it differs, depending on what type of tech industry you're in. If you're in a
2: tech industry that's more, you know, I would say public or for profit, yeah, it makes sense about money. But when you're in a section that I'm in, which is government, being working for USDA, there's the budget's already pre-planned three or five years out. They don't have extra money, no matter how great you are doing. They won't have this, you know big pot of money to shower you with because you done a great job so it matters more of like what marks you hit like are you satisfaction or are you above the rest than it does about the money actually I mean there is a bonus I'm not gonna say like we don't have money too but yeah. it's not as uh
0: focused on that well how do you well I, I agree with both of you let me say that performance to me is definitely that percentage It's definitely like getting that feedback too, right? Like, I feel like we live in this new social media world where we don't need this and that to feel like we need validation. We want attention. It's fine to say that. I don't, I want people to tell me how good I am because that makes me go harder. And I feel like it's been such a crime for people to feel that way. It's like, you don't have to do everything by yourself all the time. You know, like, yes, I want my leadership to tell me, you know, I'm producing quality work. Sometimes it's hard to get that feedback, though,
1: from your superior. And doing the annual review time is, like, kind of the only time they have to, like, physically write something down inside of a database. And that's probably sometimes the only feedback that you can get at a job is doing that annual review.
2: So, But it isn't more, but the annual review shouldn't just be, I mean... The overall, because hence the word annual means it's an annual review, it's a closeout, but those things should be all year round. You should be constantly, if not quarterly, monthly at least, talking to your supervisor or your teammates about where am I at as far as my performance? Am I lowballing it or am I a superstar with this stuff? we need to have this discussion before it's, you know, the end of the fiscal year and we're trying to figure out who's going to get what money.
1: Yeah. But I think people are the most honest when it comes to like money like, they don't want to give it to you. So they're like, Oh, you did, you did this wrong and that wrong. But like during the year, they might be like, Oh, you're doing a great job. You're a superstar. And then at the end it's like, Ooh, we don't want to give you so much money. So
0: these are the things that you could be doing better. That saying is true, but it, it could happen. That is a great point. So, and it's a perfect segue to my next question, which is how do you know you're producing quality work besides that annual? Like, what is that day-to-day, like, validation or that month-to-month? How do you even know at that point? I think that's hard
1: because there's nothing you can measure, at least in coding. I can measure my PRs, the amount of PRs I put out. I could be putting out one-line PRs and I have 100 PRs, so that doesn't really count. I think just it measures, like, based on what you think is good measurements, but that's not giving you all any information either. I don't know.
2: I mean, it all depends on what your customer. If you're having a product, of course, it's going to be feedback for your customer. So you got to always, you know, check in with them. Like, is this application really worth it? Are we doing it like within a timeline that is expected? What's going on? That kind of feedback. If you're not just looking for leadership feedback, because they're busy, they're not always going to be able to give you that time to hold your hand and say, "Yeah, you're performing at a steady rate," or you know, you're trash. Right. Basura. You need to get out of We don't know. We just got to, you know, going around and seeing, you know, just a a little feel from your customer and maybe even your teammates. You can ask your teammates.
0: That's what I was going to say. The teammates, they work with you every day. They know what they want, especially from my point of view as a scrum master. Like, I'm always asking them, what can I do better? And then, you know, the point of a scrum master is to continuously improve. So how can we get better? You know, and I am tracking that through metrics and things like that. So I have that handy dandy number to guide me but me as far as quality and performance in my role I'm always asking my manager like how do you think I'm doing but Sam made a great point with that annual review hit different though <laughs> like-
1: they
2: hit different
1: they hit different you talked about how you ask your coworkers how do you feel comfortable doing that asking them for feedback cuz I mean, I personally have never done that before. I would feel very nervous.
0: I think it depends on the role, too. And I'll let Mo go because I think as a scrub master, it may be easier because of my role. And I'm coaching the team. I'm facilitating. I want to be better for them so that they can trust me and build that trust. So I think I could probably get feedback better. But, yeah, I don't know. Mo, how do you get feedback? Or-
2: I think it all depends on where you are on your team. Now, if you are a senior dev or you're a leader, it's more difficult to ask those questions about, like, you know, how's my performance? It may be more like, hey, is this environment better for you? Or am I making it to where you feel comfortable, to where you're doing the code? Am I being helpful? But it's easier for me, especially being the person with the least experience on my team, to be like, am I doing this right? Because they're more willing to be like, nah, I don't like your code being written like this. I'd rather you do this. So it's easier for them to tell me how I'm doing and how the code's looking or how my job performance is. But then, you know, it might be my personality too because my tagline, even on Instagram, is your PM's favorite developer because I'm really open to figuring out, you know, what do you need? How do I make this product the best? Because I don't want to work in circles. So that's- It's a confidence for me. I love that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, But I said, I'm Beyonce at all times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am the Beyonce.
2: I mean, Kelly and anybody else can come in. Michelle, yeah, sure. But I will be your product manager's favorite developer because I can communicate well.
0: Yeah, I love that. Look, I want to be on your team. (laughs) <laughs> okay so let's just say we're getting all this good feedback from the manager from your co-workers you're feeling good about the quality of work that you're producing when do you ask for that promotion how do you ask should you wait i had confidence you said that part yeah you need to ask before you're ready for a promotion you need to do
1: the job before you actually get the job so what are y'all thoughts <laughs> okay okay
2: <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Run that bias and just drop the mic, be like, how you ask for the promotion is boom, you just ask before you're ready. Uh, sis, give us details. Like how do you how do you have that like that knowledge base inside of you that says, Yes, this is my time, even though I'm not ready, I think I'm at eighty percent I should ask for a promotion. Like I need more details. We definitely have a different perspective like how we're
1: doing versus how your manager might be think you're doing. Like when I was getting a promotion to a senior role. I didn't think I was senior. I was just doing my job but then my manager's like, Hey, you, you're gonna be promoted. Some people don't have that manager on their side, so they need to actually just like push for it. And then if the manager says no, now you at least have time to figure out what is the the difference of opinion, like why can't I get promoted? So if you're asking before you're ready, they at least train you to be ready and then you're doing all the stuff that they tell you to do.
2: Oh, that makes sense. Okay, it's clicking now. Okay, okay. Oh, I like reversing. <laughs> <laughs> you're planting the seed you're asking them you're a the seed telling them that you're ready to make the next step and then they can you know lead you in the right direction i like that because a lot of times people will play you they'll be like okay
1: you gotta do this that, and the third but if you're already
0: doing that before you're ready well how about this say you're ready for the promotion what do you need to come with to say bam i'm ready for a promotion are you guys having like google docs tracking your progress Do you pull up job descriptions and say, hey, a senior says they need to do this. I'm doing this. What does that even look like? Like, how do you show proof?
1: So you first need to figure out if your company has like an engineering levels doc. So that way, you know what qualifications are for the next level. What I do is called a hype doc. There's like, if you just Google hype doc, there's some other articles about it. But you honestly just take each individual line of that engineering doc or scrum master doc. Sorry, I always talk engineering. And you pretty much just take screenshots of whatever you've done. Anytime somebody gives you a compliment, screenshot it, put in a doc. Anytime you make a PR or anytime you come up with a project idea, put in the doc. So that way, when your manager's like, oh, I need to see that you're a team player. Okay. Here's all the feedback that I've gotten from my teammates right here.
0: Here's the team player folder. <laughs> yes.
1: A whole folder of accomplishments here. So don't, don't play me. Thank you.
0: What about you, Mo? Do you have any way that you document your progress or like, your proof to say, bam, I'm ready for a promotion?
2: Well, in the government sector, it's, it's similar to that. It's not an engineer doc, but it's, like, it's called KSAs. Or it's skills, um... It's knowledge, skills, and abilities. And they have to, like, to make sure that all the jobs are uh, appropriately accounted for and the right grades and promotion rates, they have to line, line those things out. So I would do the same thing. I would look at, have I already been doing, unknownly these things that are required in my last, in my next, uh, promotion, if I've been already doing that, then I could just show them like, hey, this is what's required at a GS-13 or GS-14 level. And I've already started doing those things. So I might be, you know, ready for a step in grade or ready to move up in a whole different position.
0: I have one more question. How do you guys measure performance in time? So, of course, you know, we are seeing jobs that are 10 years experience, but you may have the skills of someone that has 10 years experience in two years. What does that look like when you may be looking for another job to get that promotion? Because I know y'all have heard, you know, get that promotion is to go to the next job. So let's just say you are going to the next job with the skills that you've acquired but you don't have that 10 year, what does that look like for y'all navigating the space? Like, how do you bag it and you don't have that 10 year, let's just even say five year. Some folks are just getting into the the, the space. Is anybody actually following
2: that? Because we all know that's rubbish, right? We know that's not real. Those timelines that they put out there, they have said things like, I want somebody who has React experience of 10 years. React has not even been out for 10 years. So how is that going to be possible? That happens sometimes. So you can't always show them that you have it. You just put all your skills out there and then see how it measures up to what they want.
1: Can you repeat the question one more time?
2: Real quick. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I got you So, you know, some people say When you want a promotion, you go to the next job But the next job wants someone that has Five to ten years experience And let's just say you have two How do you navigate the space to get that promotion To move on To another company that may, you know Appreciate your skills And your performance Shoot, I really
1: don't have an answer Let me just, hold on, let me think We get, we, get, we have time here <laughs> How
2: do you qualify. I just think it's rubbish. I just think those years don't really I know it's not true because but right? If there's a the case and how do you have CEOs are so in their thirties? You know, a CEO that's thirty three and thirty five when they expect somebody to have 15, 20 years of experience or knowledge. That's just I don't there's not a proper way to answer this question except for that's just trash. Yeah, I
1: definitely agree with Mo. <laughs> like that is not I mean, when I look at people's resumes, like let's, people can lie on resumes, right? I can say that I have 10 years of experience. No one's gonna really fact check me, at least I don't think so. So when I look at people's resumes, sometimes people are getting interviews for staff roles when they only have like five years of experience. I don't think it's about the years of experience. I definitely think it's about the quality of work that you're producing and you can prove that you produce. Like say like you're very into the industry, like you're tech famous, right? You do social media. That might give you a leg up to a higher position than somebody who's probably not doing it. The things that, some things that companies are looking for when you're applying for a job will work at one company, but not work at another company, even though you have the same user experience when you're applying to all your companies. So the the user experience thing is just, is like a barrier to entry that shouldn't be around.
2: It's gatekeeping, just like a lot of engineers, how they used to always say we had to have a computer science background. It's not necessary to have the CS background. I mean, you can have non traditional skills that still make you very effective and great at your job. So, just I'm still not doing any kind of time requirements. I think it's all basura. We're not doing it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, do y'all have any other gems on how to maybe track your performance? for anybody new coming into the space and maybe they're in their first year or two, how they can start growing their portfolio in the space? I would say do something outside of your job requirements.
1: Like say that you focus on one area of the app, maybe go to another area of the app and just like maybe help out a few bugs. That way you're showing that you're a little bit more well-rounded and you're just not soloed. And that actually can hurt your career in the long run if you're not trying different parts of the, that actually might hurt your career in the long run because you're not trying different things and you're stuck. Like, oh, you have some thoughts. I see your face. You have a follow-up question?
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well,
0: I'm also also thinking about, you know, just that growth with technology on our last episode, right? It's just, (laughs) when does it stop?
2: (laughs) When does it stop growing? Never, it never stops.
0: Can I just can I just put in two years worth of work and get ten years worth of salary and retire in one? Like
2: <laughs> never, it never stops. So yeah, you can do that. You can also do what is I think you're alluding to cross training, like just going to other spots of the uh, technology to see, you know, just get your feet wet. But for me, I know this is very tedious and people hate doing it but it saves you so much time in the long run, is weekly. Weekly tracking like your small things, like having a document that's tracking what you accomplished for that week. Because when it comes to the end of the year and you have to do a performance evaluation, everything you did in the beginning of the year, you're going to forget. You're only going to remember the last thing that you did probably in the last month or the month before that. So if you are just tracking all your small wins by the end of the year or whenever you want to look at your accomplishments that you've done, you have a nice little track record that's going to make it easier for you to to show that during your performance evaluation
1: documentation documentation documentation,
2: documentation. <laughs> we, hate documentation. we all love
1: to hate it <laughs> yeah,
0: that is key well ladies you got anything else for our listeners on performance all right y'all Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Deeper Than Tech podcast. We would love for you to tag us on social media and let us know that you are listening. You can even go the extra mile and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, okay. And yeah, make sure you're following all of us and keeping up with our journeys. All right.